Somewhere in the darkness, there's a man they call the skipper, fast asleep, dreaming of gold. Weeks before the sun does, even though he'd rather stay in bed, curses the cold in Minnesota. Why's it always so damn cold? He's got a job. You're listening to Stonecast, curling in the Twin Cities with Jordan Wickland and Christopher Lisney. Greetings. Welcome to Stonecast. Today we will be interviewing Mary Dews from the St. Paul Curling Club. I'm joined by my compatriot, Jordan Wickland. Hello, Jordan. Hello, Christopher. And hello, Mary. Hello, Chris. Hello, Jordan. There. (laughs) That's not bad. That was pretty good. Thanks. Wow. Chris's eyebrows were raised. He was very engaged with uh, his table mates. Yeah. That's the second. I had to do it second time. So So Mary, um, last year when we started the podcast, I can't remember who we interviewed. We might have interviewed Marin, and you told me, you were like, oh, well, you should interview me because I'm like one of the original junior, like the junior curlers of the St. Paul Curling Club. And I think you're like the same age as I am, so yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so you're older than dirt. Hey, I'm older than dirt. No, not really. Well, well, back then it was different because it was a league. They ran it as a league, hmm. so, and they had a con on us. A con. They had a con on you. Yes. A long con. You well, they told us if we didn't clean the ice at the Bonspiels, we wouldn't get a trophy at the end of the year. That's a long con. I believed it till I was eighteen. Wow. That's pretty funny, though. Is that when you won the bond spiel and were no. denied the trophy? Everybody got a trophy no <sighs> matter what. They, they have... So it's not just my generation. No. It's older generations, too, get the participation trophy. Yes. I we... suffer a lot of ageism at work, and that's the number one joke. Ageism? Yeah. It's not a thing. It is a thing. I suffer it It's here usually ageism. All the time. Ageism is different. It's like if you're, like, 60... And you lose your job, and then you're competing against somebody who's 20. That's ageism. Like you're not. Like, it's harder for someone to be like, "Well, why am I going to commit to somebody who's 60? You're probably going to re- re- retire in three years, and you're going to, rec- you know, you're be more expensive." That's ageism. It sounds like you have experience in this hiring aspect. Uh, yeah, I've had conversations about it because, like, in the technology world, a lot of times, you know, like young people that come from college have all sorts of great skills and they're hungry and millennials like, you know, whatever, not millennials, but younger, younger people, you don't have to pay them as much. And so, you know, there's like people that are older are like, Oh, well, how do I compete against somebody who was like born with an iPad stuck on their, you know, on their hand. So anyways, so (laughs) That's quite a bird walk. The first thing we want to talk out. about is uh, what are we drinking today? Uh, I don't know. Chris handed me a, a gold bottle and said, check this out. It reads, Tax Guy's Homemade Krupnik, a delightful blend of spices, fruit, 
honey, and distilled spirits. Chris, what do you think the proof is on this? Uh, so proof is half the alcohol percentage, right? I believe or no, so. no, double. It's double. I would say the proof is 100 proof. What do you think the proof is, Mary? I think it's undetectable. I think it's off the chain. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, well, we'll find out. It says unknown but pretty high. And Chris, this is from your accountant? Yeah. Mr. Should read it. Mr. Ed? Listen, this is going to be an advertise. This episode of Stonecast is brought to you by the accountancy of Ed Janica, who, if you're a good customer, he gives you, at holidays, he comes to your work and gives you a bottle of Tax Guy's Homemade Krupnik, a delightful blend of spices, fruit, honey, and distilled spirits with an exclamation point. Proof, unknown, but pretty high. So let's try it. We're drinking it out of these tiny little um, Vikings mugs. Mm-hmm. Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. Mm. Oh, sweet. It's very sweet, very honey. Yeah. And it's got orange peel, I think. A little coriander, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Some ginger, cinnamon. It is good. Yeah. Well, do you watch the Vikings football fan at all? No. Just okay. curling. Excellent. Just a curling fan. Stonecast is supported by our friends at the Once Upon a Crime Mystery Bookstore, 604 West 26th Street in Minneapolis. Not only do they have a fantastic collection of mysteries, thrillers, and crime novels, they host some of the best author events in the area. Check them out on the web at www.onceuponacrimebooks.com. That's www.onceuponacrimebooks.com. So, Mary, when you... Um, we were talking earlier, and you said that you've traveled uh, all over the place. So you used to be a junior curler, which we kind of jumped past that skit. So let's yeah. go back to that. Let's talk about your junior curling career. Well, and uh, started out, this, you know, the rule was as soon as you weighed more than the rock, you could start curling. So I was pretty excited. So once I started curling, I wasn't too excited to curl. Hmm. I was like, this is a complete, I didn't, I didn't understand the game when I was young. So I thought it was kind of dumb. But then once I understood the game, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Mm. So in, in the interim, though, you, you told me earlier your dad sort of incentivized it, as you advised me to do with Stella. What did you say to him after the first few uh, outings when it did not quite meet whatever you would imagine? Well, he was like, you can get a, some pop. <laughs> the curling club used to have this. It was an awesome thing. It was a vending machine. And it was like this, uh, it looked like a coffee filter. You put your dime in or a nickel, whatever it was, this coffee filter would come down and pop your own individual little popcorn. Hmm. Really? That was like, yeah. That's super cool. That was like the best thing ever. Why don't we have a popcorn m- machine there? Along with a gym. And we yeah. had rats and, mm. well, we probably should edit the rat part out. Oh, yeah. Nah. One, one time when Ruby went to the uh, went to the club, John Solom said to to her go down you know like when you go in that that the entrance that's on selby there's a like a little crawl space door mm-hmm. john said go down down there and she's like why and she goes he goes that's where all the rats are <laughs> she was like i'm never going down there <laughs> so so when you were you were a junior you were, were you there at, like are you the same like era as like john benton yeah john like, benton and richie runahan runahan i always call him runan oh i but, never knew how to pronounce it I, you can pronounce it any way you want to, but 
Mm. I always pronounced it Runahan. Hmm. I don't know what's right. What were those guys like when they were younger? Really competitive. I mean, we used to practice all the time. Like, every day after school, we'd be at the curling club. Hmm. Wow. Did you ever curl as part of a team with those guys when you were young? Um, I curled Casually? with John in league. Okay. But just, you know, so, they had their med, their boys team, and we had the girls team, and we played against each other. Mm. Right on. What was the, so the, the era that would be, so you'd probably be like, say, 12, so that would probably be 30 years ago? Well, we won the state championship in 1988. 88. And that was the second state championship. Oh, yeah. So that's your, you're up on the wall for that. Yeah. And then we didn't win. I didn't win another state championship again until 2016. Mm. So that's 28 years apart. That's still pretty cool. You're on the wall twice. Mm-hmm. There was some controversy about the state like championship this year. Like, I don't know if that's just on the men's side or... They're like they announced it. It was up in Brainerd, like three weeks before, and so they had three teams. I don't. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know if the men and women are on this. I haven't really wasn't really paying attention, but I don't know if men and women are at the same. Yeah, it's the same time, and it's like they didn't give enough time to get. It's like, you know, we couldn't commit to going because we didn't know when it was going to be. Because you know, one of my teammates, Aaron, for example, was on deployment. Yeah, building bridges in Texas. Yeah, building bridges in Texas. So, hmm. yeah, it's yeah. And I don't. I, there was it was interesting on Facebook. Uh, Dave Wilson had, was there for some reason. Uh, I don't. Oh he yeah, was, he wasn't playing, but he had posted like, and then they got the scores up on Curling Zone, and they did all this stuff like while he was there. But there was this big long chain, and like Rick Pullman was like, "I'm going to talk to the board about how we can make the." Minnesota Curling Association more accountable or something like that. And he said that we pay $3 to every, you know, every, every member pays $3. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, but then there was counterpoint where people were saying, well, the real reason is, is that no club really wants to host, host it because it's probably, you know, cost money. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. They used to have a, um, they had a five club rotation and then, People didn't want to host it because you, you don't make any money. You use the whole weekend, you don't make any money, and then there hasn't been much participation the past couple of years. Yeah, and it screws up probably, like, screws up, like, the weekend league, you know, like the Sunday leagues and mm-hmm. things like that. So I don't even know who won. Do you know anybody who won? Someone from Stevens and then the Duluth team, Jamie Krause, the women's hmm. side. Hmm. I didn't many- even know Stevens had a curling club. Hmm. I I was th- when you said Stevens, I was thinking it was Stevens Point, but yeah. that's Wisconsin, mm-hmm. so that wouldn't yeah. qualify. Where's Stevens? I think it's by North Dakota. I have oh. no idea. I know uh, Evan, who used to be on my team, was playing uh, in that. I don't know how he did. Mr. Corliss. Yeah, oh, I haven't seen him lately. Oh, I think they they played for the championship mm. and lost. Must have lost. Yeah. Mm. Good job, Evan. Wow. Is that why he's off the team? No, I, he think he was off the team because. Uh, <laughs> Well, the official story is that he was off the team because uh, he had a lot of school to do, and he lives up in, like, closer to Blaine. He wanted mm-hmm. to curl out of Blaine. I think the unofficial story is that he didn't want to play third and be the best player on the whole team. <laughs> I don't know if that's true <laughs> or not, but uh, I don't know. But interesting, whatever. Oh, well. Good luck out there, Evan. Good job, Evan. Oh, I liked Evan. Mm. 
I think it just it was more like oh, yeah. a logistics thing. He always had had to like let his dog out, and it was like, how do we get to the mm. St. Paul Curling Club like regularly? And we curl on Tuesdays, and that nine o'clock draw is a pain. Like, you know, I actually started this year taking the next morning off. Oh, I just have it on my calendar, so because I get home and I can't get any work done when I get to work, mm. I'm just like dead. So. Yeah, that happened to me on Mondays, uh, the first year in the Sunday Open League when we did six eight split. Those late draws were brutal. So um, there is, just to get back to the participation trophy, there is, um, there is a rule about, the, about the, um, the trophy, though, this year, like for juniors now. And it's, it is participation. You have to be there, like, I don't know how many times. that They have, like, say, 15 times. You have to be there, like, 12 of the 15 in order to get oh. the trophy and there have been kids that haven't been there a lot and then have gone to the to the trophy ceremony and then not gotten it and then have been like irritated so wow. i remember i think i was there last year um for some reason the, the day they were handing yeah, out the trophies were. and yeah. it, it was fraught with tension because i think some sort of statement had to be made by uh who, who lonnie lonnie yeah. had to sort of politely differentiate for both parents and children about why some were getting trophies and some weren't. And I just remember leaning back and, and thinking, can't, can't wait to explain this in a, in a few years when, when, we miss, when, we, when we miss the cutoff by one. Well, we did uh, the Elizabeth Bushy this year, and I told, I told Ruby this. And then there was one practice, there was one junior day, like, in, se- in December before Christmas, and... It was just a Saturday before Christmas, and uh, Ruby didn't want to go. She was like, oh, I just want to sleep in on a Saturday. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I said, but, you know, there's like, <laughs> you don't mind not get the trophy. And she said, what do you mean? That will be the only time I missed. I said, well, you missed last weekend for the Elizabeth Bushy. She's like, but I was curling. That should count. I'm like, I don't know. That's actually an excellent point. Kind of impressed with Ruby. Quick-witted. <laughs> yeah. Wants that trophy. So, anyway, upstairs, you had said you were off doing... Adventures was that curling adventures? You that was there a portion of your life when you were traveling? Or no, I was traveling. I had ah. the travel bug in me. Yeah, where'd that you one? go? Uh, Seattle. I lived for a while. I lived in Austin, Texas. I went to school there. Hmm. Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, New York City. I lived in East Orange, New Jersey. Hmm. But I lived worked in New York City, Nashville. Wow. New Orleans. That's kind of amazing. Those are all pretty disparate cities i mean not one is remotely really close to one another and then i mean it's not like you said uh chicago and minneapolis you know i mean yeah. uh, geographically Once so i mean what what would you take with you from from like new orleans say or nashville um well the weather her email address is from new orleans yeah <gasps> it is the weather i Can't really want to go to nashville Nashville is a very nice place to live. Mm. Yeah, we have a we have one guy who works remotely out of Nashville in our oh, office, really? and uh, keep thinking they should just open a Nashville office so I can go visit once a year and make make up some work for me to do down there. But I always curled because I wanted to keep my uh, legacy because I'm technically a legacy family. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because I'm related third cousin to the Gardeners. Oh. Wow. So technically, we're a legacy family. Me and my father and I are both legacy. Hmm. What, what does that mean, legacy? It was the top 10, the top, uh, the 10 families that started the curling club. Hmm. Nice. 
So you get like a cut of the, you know, member dues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all coming to me. A lot of hush money. <laughs> yeah. So so when you said you curled, so you, you like named off like 27 cities there. In which of those cities do, have you curled? So Seattle's got a pretty Seattle. decent curling. Austin, they well, curl a lot. Well, actually, I curled out of Houston. Oh. Austin didn't have curling then. But no, I was mostly coming here to do the uh, Winter Carnival. Mm. Never done that. Well, you should. It's an yeah. awesome bond spiel. There's a lot of things I should do. It is a really excellent bond spiel. Are you curling it this year? No, not this year. Ah. Taking the year off of it. First year I haven't curled in it in a long time. Why is it such an awesome bond spiel? Uh, the camaraderie. It's just one of the the... Bond spiels where the club and the committee and whoever puts it together really goes all out. Like every aspect of it is great. Uh, I believe the the Karens or maybe the Bonnies do all the decorating every yeah, the year. Karen Lassies, I think. Yeah, too. I think the Bon. I think they tag team and help each other out. Mm-hmm. So the, the whole club is transformed top to bottom with whatever the theme is. The theme this year, of course, is Super Bowl. Uh, hmm. So um, you know, I'm going to need your football pads or something. Okay, but um, why why is it that that um, that the, the the women league women's league does the decorating? Like that seems kind of like a gender stereotype. Why do we do that? That seems. I wish I had a better answer for you, Chris, but I don't. It know. seems like it seems like maybe the mixed league should do the decorating. The like women love be... to do it, though. Oh, the Karen well. Lassies love to decorate. Hmm. As I'm a member of the Karen Lassies, and I know they love to decorate. Do you like to decorate? Me, no. Hmm. But for lunch, we have very elaborate uh, table settings. Oh. Like, we'll have a theme, you know, like Thanksgiving and then turkeys on the table. You know, I was trying mm-hmm. to get into controversy, and you just diffused it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say 70 years ago, they probably had the time to do it because... Oh, there no, it is. No, it's a controversy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, it's it's an awesome bond spiel. I mean, there's the big... There's a... Lately, there's been... Um, I don't know if it was always this way... Uh, Saturday night dinner and party is is uh, always a usually a different venue. Lately, we've been going to the uh, Wabasha Street Caves, mm-hmm. and it's just a blast. I mean, people dress up. There's a oh, DJ. Yeah, and the Vulcans come. Yeah, the Vulcans come. I saw that uh, Chuck Mackember almost got his head cut off like a year or two ago. Yeah, he was knighted. He he and Karen were knighted when they they uh, were the overseers of the whole thing. And then she's gone now. She actually curled. She curled up at the Elizabeth Bushy, which was cool. Having, you know, best curler in Guatemala, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we FaceTimed her the other day, and she used the term cool correctly. And Aaron Wonderful. Looked, Aaron looked at me and said, you taught her that. And I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> All right, so tell me something that, uh, an adventure, either really good, really bad, in between, just something interesting that we might not uh. know about you. Well, last year, um, I have to use last year because that's the most current in my memory. Last year when we were in Fairbanks, we got to see the Iditarod, mm-hmm. which was the, probably the, one of the most exciting things that's ever happened to me in my life. Was that your uh, first time curling at the Fairbanks? Yes, it was awesome. Fairbanks was a very friendly city. Hmm. Yeah, very I'd love surprising. to go to Alaska. Had you been to Alaska before? No, never. Hmm. It was very exciting. I mean, because we... Flew into Anchorage. It was cheaper to fly into Anchorage and rent a car than to fly into Fairbanks and rent a car. Hmm. So we flew into Anchorage and then drove through Denali. Wow. Oh, wow. 
And both days, or both times when we drove by, it was a clear day, so we could see the top of Mount Denali. Hmm. How, um, do you recall how far away Anchorage is from Fairbanks? It's an eight-hour drive, but oh, wow. it took us like 12. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're talking several hundred miles. You just drove okay. straight? Yeah, well, we stopped. Hours? We stopped. Hmm. Did you, you stop and sleep, or did you just stop and eat? Uh, we stopped and ate, and then we stopped at Denali National Park and got to meet the sled dogs there. Ah, hmm. yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, you should. We'll, we should. We'll post that along with your interview if you can send us that photo or a photo from that trip that you like. Okay, that'd be cool. The um, so on the wall in um, in St. Paul, though, that's not your state team. Your state team had Sarah on it, right? Yeah, uh, Sarah Thuriat. That was the last year's team. We didn't win state last year, but we were qualified to go. Oh, oh, I got you. Yeah, and it was like the first, the top two teams got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So. I played against Sarah the first time uh, on uh, Tuesday. Got mm-hmm. waxed. Yeah. She's got that laser focus before every shot. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, she curled with Chuck and Karen and I at the Winter Carnival last year, actually. Oh, nice. she, played, uh, she played second on this, this team. With John, uh, who I've never curled against him, John Leela, Lila. Um, but, yeah, they had a couple big ends, and mm. we got a little squabbly. Not too squabbly, but it was it was a fun game. I was just, I talked to Sarah quite a bit. She's kind of a curmudgeon, uh, kind of. She is. She's definitely a curmudgeon. And uh, we always talk, kind of shoot shoot the shit, and and it was fun to curl against her. Mm-hmm. And, uh yeah, so I was happy to see her because she played second, and she played second on your team. So I thought she must be yeah. good at take takeouts, and uh, she is good at takeouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's awesome. She's yeah. and she's once you get past her curmudgeon side, she's a softy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she's yeah. She, we talked about animals afterwards, but yeah, uh, and she's quite the ice maker. I mean, that's a big deal to be the first woman ice maker of St. Paul. Yeah, yeah. I imagine she gets along well with Zabotnik. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. kind of a good good team. Yeah. Along with the other ice makers, of course. Yeah, 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 just those two. There are no other ice makers. No, none. <laughs> I can't forget Jim Aridan. Yeah, yeah. Monica Walker Who's does it now too. Apparently, he's got a uh, killer draw. Apparently, he yeah, does have a killer draw. His team is very, very good. Mm-hmm. His team all throws alike. Killer pipes too. Oh, bagpipes. I was gonna say I don't see him singing. Mm. He seems kind of quiet to sing. That's true. Wouldn't that be a surprise, though? That would be. Yeah. All right. Well, what's uh? We talked about dog sleds. What's on the horizon for your team this spring? Are you bond spieling or traveling at all? No, uh, pretty much just taking the year off, gear up for next year. Hmm. Anything you're looking to focus on or sort of uh, uh, get better at or, or refined? Well, I'm trying to get ready for seniors, and mm. I want to play oh, lead right. in seniors. Oh. That's right. That's right. Okay. Do you already know what team you'd be on? Well, I'm hoping Debbie McCormick, but that's a long stretch. Why do you want to play lead? Because I've never played lead before, really. Hmm. I, I like lead. lead I play lead, lead. Is, lead is fun. I, I play lead on Sunday and skip on Tuesday, and uh, people have said that those two pair well because it's a similar set shot. It is. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it used to be back in the old days. You know, you um, we only had. It's strange because the club, when I first started, had 200 members, and now it has, what, 1,400? Yeah. So it's strange how it's grown so much, but it's uh, 
you know, as soon as you got to be 10 or 12, you came into the adult league. And when I came into the adult league, I came in as a second. I never played lead before. That's odd. Seems like you would play lead, right? Well, when I started with the women, um, there was a new player at lead, so she played lead. Mm. And then I played second because I had already curled. So I never got a chance to really play lead before. Do you have any other stories from uh, from uh, back when the club was 200 members? Well, um, I don't know if you've ever talked about the crying room. No. The crying room. There's no crying and curling. <laughs> well, they called it the crying room. Over seven and eight was a room, and that's where they stuck the kids, and they called it the crying room. So really? Is that where the, the men's bathroom is right now? Yeah. Pantries in sheet one. Yeah. I know you haven't curled since December. Well, the closet. Yeah. But huh. yeah, it's bartending at, you know, 12. Oop. Things like that don't happen anymore. So they had a crying room? Was it like a... Uh, so where where was the bathroom then? On the main Actually, floor? I don't even know. Maybe they only had it on the main floor. I think I'm going to institute a crying room at my house once Stella starts crying more as a toddler. They have that at churches, the crying room. Uh, I don't go to church. Neither do I, but I... Yeah. But the upstairs was completely different. You, It was... You know, because it was St. Paul used to be a really bad neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So everybody went to Arden Hills. Everybody that could went to Arden Hills. And the few core members of the St. Paul club stayed in St. Paul. So it was down to 200 members. So when Arden Hills closed, it was actually, if Arden Hills hadn't closed, I don't think St. Paul would be here right now. Hmm. Because the neighborhood was so bad and the club was really run down because there's 200 people. You can't do everything. Right. Yeah, I can't remember. Why did Arden Hills close? They lost their lease. They lost their lease. Because they shared it with the tennis. Hmm. If I remember right, it was the tennis. Tennis and curling. So St. Paul, they own the building. It's owned. Like, that's they own that. They're not leasing. No, did they, they own it. Did they buy it right when they first started? Or did they lease it originally? Do you know? No, I think they bought it. Oh. I think See. that group of people came together and bought it. I was like, Actually, yeah. it was all men, so a group mm-hmm. of men, because women weren't allowed to curl back then. We could check your copy of the history book. I could. I don't know where it is. Women weren't allowed to curl until 1952. Yeah. I know. That we knew that we, yeah. Yeah. Because you had Paula Arnold on here, so you already know that. <laughs> That's right. That she, was, was a, she was a fun interview. Boy, yeah. That was a remarkable oh, couple hours. So I think, I can't remember if we if I told this story on the last podcast or not, but I'll tell it anyways. It's a short one. So we curled at the Elizabeth Bushy uh, in December, and uh, Ruby uh, curled with this other girl, nine or ten year olds. Her name's Morgan Breen from St. Paul. They've been doing Little Rocks together, and now they're up to uh, Bantams, which was cool. The two of them were. They played with this curler from Duluth, Caleb, who's this like 17 or 16, 17-year-old huge guy, uh, but he's only a second-year curler and has some balance issues or, or just he's like new to the game, but he skipped because he had a hard time sweeping. And Melanie, the Guatemalan. Well, anyways, uh, Morgan has these cool curling shoes, these tiny little Asham curling <laughs> shoes, and I was like, where'd you get those curling shoes? And she said, oh... Um, Paula Arnold uh, retired from curling, and she gave me her shoes. So wow. it went from like a 90-year-old to like a 9-year-old. <laughs> That's pretty so, good. Yeah, they were cool shoes. They didn't, have, they didn't have sliders on them, though. Like they were just like curling, sh- like 
grippers. Hmm. And then she had to put a slider on. So I didn't know they had curling shoes without sliders, but mm -hmm. apparently they do. Well, yeah, people with sticks. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, or little kids. Yeah, Paula came back and played um, the first event, and then she retired. She retired for real now. Mm -hmm. What do you mean the first event? The for, well, in the Karen Lassies, we have four different events. Mm. So she played the first event so she could play as a 90-year-old. Mm. And then she retired. Oh, yeah. I think she told us that. She was going to play just uh, either finish the season or maybe play one game into the new season so mm -hmm. she could get the, the 90. That interview was was inter interesting because her husband's Dick, right? Yes. And so he was – they were telling all these stories, these like saucy stories from like back when they were much mm. younger in Wisconsin, uh, drinking a lot more than people drink nowadays, I think. And – uh they kept on being like, <laughs> they were like, uh, uh, I don't know. They, they, they got, they, they had requests to edit some of those yeah. stories. Didn't want to be prurient. Yeah. yeah, they were a little bit <laughs> out there. But. Did they talk about the piano? No. There used to be a piano upstairs. Oh, like a honky-tonk piano? Yeah, so everybody would be singing at the piano and we'd be back there bartending, the kids. There should be, there should oh, be more that singing. That would be fun. There should be more singing at the club. Yeah, it was fun having the piano. And, I mean, mixed curling would, that's why they had the crying room, because they stuck us in there. <laughs> and then it would be come out of the curling club at 4 o'clock in the morning or 5 oh, o'clock yeah, yeah, in the yeah. morning. That's when mixed curling was really crazy. It still seems pretty crazy. So then uh, if people, do they still have juniors on Saturday morning? Oh, yeah. So then if they're there till 4 in the morning and they got to be at juniors at 9 in the morning, how did that work? We were hardy back then. Mm -hmm. oh. Stronger people. Stronger, it's than, probably stronger than you and me, at least. It's probably because nowadays everything's like uh, processed and mm -hmm. you know fortified. It's not like whole grain. Mm -hmm. And you have Marin on your team now. Yeah, she's playing with me and the Bonnies. How's that going? She's spunky. She's, she's fearless. She's playing third. She's happy. Yeah. <laughs> she's happy. <laughs> well, she'd be happy anyway, but she gets to play third and skip some. Oh. Because she skipped when Aaron was out of town on deployment. Oh, so Aaron's playing on that too? Yeah, Aaron's on the team. Wow. Aaron's been on the team for... So Aaron normally skips? Yeah, she's skipping this year. Well, what are you playing? Lead. Second? I thought you said you've never played lead. Well, I've never played lead until this year. Oh, so now the truth comes out. Yeah. <laughs> so you're prepping. I'm prepping. I like that you're prepping for the... Well, to see if I like it. Hmm. I might hate it. How could you hate it? It's like the best thing about playing lead is you, you make your shots which aren't it's not like the easiest shots because there's nothing to play off of mm -hmm. usually but then you don't have to worry about you just have to sweep hard and pay attention and but you don't have to like yeah. I, like i just when i play it like i don't comment on the skips choice i don't i just i just like i'm in the zone i'm like front end player i like that yeah well it's it fun i mean the whole aspect of of stress and if you play well you tend to sort of set the tone for the team oh yeah and Which also you, helps you zone out. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm, well. I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time I played on your team and I threw like every shot through. <laughs> I couldn't like I couldn't adjust at all, and we still won. Mm. Mm. Must have been my sweeping then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Directional sweeping. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Sure. Um, any any parting words? Good curling. 
Yeah, good curling. Thanks for uh, yeah. joining Stonecast. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. Cold January day in the basement. So very short notice, but yeah, certainly appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having me. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Cheers, everybody. Good curling. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, here. Let's get a little clinky. Boom. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. That's not a real cheers, then. No. Skipper, fast asleep, dreaming of gold. 